98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. It's part of the NFL. It's not easy. It's not easy to win in the NFL. Everybody want to win. Who or what is the tipping point? That's going to be key to our success. This is Fulcrum Football with Wolf and Luke. All right, we got a... As good of a preseason game as you can have coming up on Sunday. If the Cardinals lose, okay, whatever. More about the individuals. I think we all agree about that. But if they win, (laughs) take that, Baltimore. There's your 21-game winning streak that has lasted since 2016. Their last loss was 2015, a one-point loss to Atlanta. So, Wolf, here's the coin flip. As we are moving well, this that right went, along. Yeah, that was oh, look, quickly. That went your way. You yeah, get to pick okay, first. Great. So we are picking players that you're watching on Sunday night. Oh, not watching any Ravens. Oh, okay. So which Fulcrum football Cardinals okay. do you have your eyes on the most on Sunday night? Okay, I'm going to start off with Zayvon Collins. Thank you. Very much. Zayvon Collins. Can I can I get that sounder one more time? You know what? This is going to be a brutal game, Zavin. This is going to be a physical game. The Baltimore Ravens, they love to run the ball in the box. They love to run the ball in between the tackles. They love to do it in a north-south fashion. This is going to be a situation. They're going to lower the plow and they're going to hit the gas. This is a great opportunity for a guy that is a inside linebacker like Zavin Collins at 6'4", 260 pounds. Stick your face into the fan, baby. This is going to be a bloodbath. I cannot wait to watch Zavin Collins play against the Baltimore Ravens. Here we go. Jack them, get off the block, and make a play. Yeah, I think that's the uh, that would have been my answer, too. But since you went ahead and stole my answer, Wolf, I'm going to steal who I know is your next pick. And I'll go with Trey McBride. <laughs> this is the first time. You hoes, mate. This is the first time we get to see Trey McBride, really. I mean, you can see him a little bit at uh, at Cardinals camp before he had the, uh, the injury and missed some time when they had the open practices. But this is your first chance to see Trey McBride, Cardinals uniform against opposing competition. That will be Sunday night. Honestly, I get what you're saying about Zavin. That's probably the more important player to watch. McBride's the one I'm more excited to watch. No, you're right about that. That's an excellent selection by you. Okay, my next fulcrum player for who we're going to be watching on Sunday night against the Baltimore Ravens. I don't care. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do it again. Will Hernandez? That's I what like I, big. <laughs> I'm just saying. I she know. Knew you were gonna hey, say. Cliffy. I know he's got a little bit of an ankle, but a little bit of an ankle. Maybe you're still gonna run him out there. Maybe he's gonna be fine. If in fact Will Hernandez is fine, he's listed on the depth chart once again, which is a depth chart for the Baltimore Ravens. He's listed as the starter. So Will Hernandez, and any time. Will, who is one of my new favorite guys on the team right now. Anytime he's got the mouth guard in and the face is painted up, baby, and the silks are on, I'm watching Will Hernandez because of how he plays. Come off the ball, baby. Drive somebody into the ground. All right. There's a lot of different directions to go with this next pick here, Wolf. I am going to go with Trace McSorley. I'm your favorite. 
Well, they had that right. How did how did they have the last two picks we made? We don't tell them our picks. They had the music queued up for our exact. Are we really that predictable? Yeah, they're All ready right. for you. Uh, no, they had the uh, they had Sir Mix a lot for Will Hernandez too for you. Trace McSorley has a very good chance of making this team. If you didn't already believe that, Cliff said that uh, earlier this week. He's going up against his former team. I don't know how much of a storyline there is there. It's preseason, but if he plays well, he's probably going to be on this roster for the Cardinals. So yeah, it's not hard to keep an eye on the quarterback, but I will specifically be watching him because Wolf. You and I talked about this off the air the other day, too. This isn't like a journeyman quarterback who's been in the league for 13 years and bounced around and you know what his ceiling is. McSorley's still relatively young enough where he's still got some potential upside. Like We don't want to see him during the regular season, but there is some upside there. No, that's no doubt. Um, Trace McSorley, he grabbed my attention this training camp and some of the chemistry he had going with Andy Isabella as well in practice. It was very, very obvious. Greg Dorch, he's acquitted himself very well. So an excellent pick by you, especially against his old team. Okay, um, my fulcrum player for Sunday night, number four. Marquise Hayes. Oh, what? Marquise Hayes. Here's your number nine offensive lineman on this team, Basinonians. I believe he's going to make this team. You listen to DJ Humphreys talk about him. You listen to Justin Pugh talk about Marquise Hayes, the seventh round pick, number 259 overall in the seventh round out of Oklahoma, who's 6'5", 325 pounds. A guy who's a mauler. A guy that I had Justin Pugh look me dead in the eye and say he's a butthole? That's what he said. As a compliment. Only it was a lot more profane, if you know what I mean. And as a compliment. And he meant that on the field, in between the white lines. Um, Marquise Hayes has caught my attention this past week, and I'm going to be watching him closely because this is the kind of game... The Baltimore Ravens at their front seven that this kid should shine. All right, I'm going to go with a guy that, according to what we just heard in the update, has been passed on the depth chart, who we all had pretty high expectations or at least hopes for this season. I'm going to go with Marco Wilson. How does he respond to Cliff saying that Antonio Hamilton has passed him for that number two cornerback job? Look. If you're the number two cornerback or you're the number three cornerback, they're going to still need you to play every Sunday. So it's more of a of an indication of how they are feeling about Marco Wilson in camp right now than anything else, I would assume. So keep an eye on him on Sunday night. Okay, I'm just going to say this, my final fulcrum football player that I'll be watching based on what you just said, Marco Wilson. Mm-hmm. I'm going Antonio That's, uh, Hamilton. The next logical pick. We're better than you! And we know it. <laughs> what are you going to do, Antonio, as the number two corner now on this team? At least for the time being, as Cliff said, I'm watching you, big guy. All right, I never thought I would pick this guy in fulcrum football, but my final pick for Sunday night, 
is Andy Isabella. Ooh, carry on. Andy Isabella with the thought, is he going to play well enough to make this team? I don't, there's not anything he could do on Sunday night that's going to make me think, oh, Wolf, they've got an impact player all of a sudden now. Like, well, I'm going to have to see a little bit more than that. But what if he continues to play well enough this preseason where he either makes the team or drives up his trade value? We'll see. There are people now, nationally at least, talking about Andy Isabella again. We'll see. He's, he's got a lot to do, but I'll, I'll be keeping an eye on him on, on I Sunday. Think, I think that was your finest Fulcrum football I mean, ever. Clearly picked a better team than you. That's that's indisputable at this point. All right, that was Fulcrum football for preseason game number two. When we come back, what's the identity of the Cardinals offense this year? Justin Pugh gave a hint. We'll react to it next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM Arizona Sports Station. Or not. Takeoff 2022 is a go. Coverage presented by 72 Souls and Kona Brewing. Taking off into the 2022 season, the Cardinals are hoping to soar like never before. Quarterback and pro bowler Kyler Murray. Call sign K1. Leads a potent air and ground attack. K1 can go ballistic with unrivaled downfield accuracy. An 80-yard strike. Kyler Murray. Or he can turn on the afterburners and use his speed to score. And he's in for the touchdown. Kyler Murray makes him pay. Run. His primary deep threat is new addition to the squadron, Marquise Brown. Call sign Hollywood. Along with backfield workhorse James Conner. Call sign Terminator. Whiteout, Rondale, give me some more. And tight end Zach. So good it hurts. K1 and the cards have the air superiority tactics and firepower to pile up points. To me, this guy gives us a chance to win the Super Bowl, and that's something to be excited about. The home of Arizona Cardinals football, 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Camp takeoff 2022 with Wolf and Luke. Second preseason game, just a couple days away, Wolf. Start of the regular season is really not that far away either. Not just any second preseason game either. We're talking about a Sunday night game against the Baltimore Ravens, who haven't lost a preseason game in the last 21 tries. Since 2015. Stunning. I I know I said this the other day, but think about what was going on in your life in 2015. (laughs) That's the last time the Ravens lost a preseason game. And not only that, you're talking about one of the most physical teams in the National Football League. Let's let's go. You think you can ball? This this game is always going to be about the essence of of driving another dude into the ground and doing it against his will. I know that's really aggressive for a lot of people that are out there listening right now. And maybe you don't like it when it's so aggressive. You know what? Sorry. That's the way that it is. That's what it's all about. It still is, even now, in the year 2022 of our Lord, it still is a very hyper-physical, hyper-aggressive game. Still. Can you say aggressive that way again for the people it's too aggressive for? No. Oh, it's it just really there's weird. so much. There. It's the truth, Luke. There's That's, a lot of people out there who don't. You. you know what? They don't like it because it, it's kind of scary that you could be that way. You could be so intense and aggressive that what you wanted to drive another man into the ground and do it with malice? How dare you? I think Justin Pugh 
uh, falls on your side of things when it comes to playing some aggressive football. And he talked about the potential offensive identity that the Cardinals will have this year. Now, you and I are on the same page, and I'm guessing, honestly, I'm guessing the vast majority of people who watch the Cardinals are on the same page with us. That this team is built to win games with their offense. Now, hopefully the defense can chip in and contribute. Maybe the defense can win games and maybe the defense can evolve. I'm not saying the defense is going to be bad. But the way they are constructed, if you look at how they've allocated their money and their resources, it they are built to win with their offense. So having an offensive identity is obviously going to be paramount to them actually making the playoffs. Here's Justin Pugh from Big Red Rage yesterday. What do you think in terms of the identity and the style of offense this year? It's still evolving. It's You never know what's going to happen, what pieces you're going to have that week, who you're playing, what their philosophy is. You have to be able to be multiple. To just go out there and line up in 10 personnel, which is all receivers and one running back, is... Is something that I'm sure Cliff would love to do, and that's what everyone thought we were going to do from the from season one on. But we've shown that we can evolve. We can be multiple. We can do different things. We can have that power running game because you need that late in the year. So I think having the flexibility is what's going to do us the biggest benefit going forward. We can go up there and run the ball if we need to, if we're up in a game, or we can spread them out, and we have so many different skill guys that can make plays out in space that we get the ball to them. We can go fast. Do you have something you want to say about that, Wolf? What did he just say right you had there? A what, physical are you, what are you reaction. talking about right here? Honestly, and, and you know what? You're not going to like this. If you don't like a physical game, if you don't like an aggressive game, if you don't like the hyper-physicality of a game of football, you're not going to... Here's what you need to do. Go grab your pickleball, whatever that is, and go out and start banging the pickleball around. That's what you need to do. It's great pickleball okay? music. Because I'm telling you, the, the essence is it not Justin Pugh. It's still about going out there and balling out. Maybe getting so out of control that you're on the verge. You're on the edge of blacking out on the field. (laughs) You're right up against it. But you don't. You control yourself because you know you must. And yet you're driving people into the ground. Isn't that right? I love that right there when he said that multiple. You just can't go out there and be 10 personnel. Even though he said Cliff would love that. And Cliff knows that. Cliff understands that, but he said develop the power running game, especially late in the season. Well, that's that's what stands out, right? Especially late in the season. Okay, well, why would he say that? Well, why? he would say that why? because they're looking for an answer for what has happened late in the season the last two years. And I want to play a game with you here, Wolf, because you talk about the physicality, and Justin Pugh just talked about it, and how you need to be that way, and how you can't be so predictable in the second half of the season. I'm going to read off the teams they play in the final, what, six games here, seven games. Okay. okay eight games. I'll go eight games. Ram- you just tell me if this is a team you feel like you need to be physical against, okay? okay. You've got the Rams. Yes. You've got the 49ers. Yes. You've got the Chargers. Yes. Uh, you got a bye week so you can relax from your physicality. <laughs> okay. December starts. You've got the Patriots. Oh, boy. You've got Denver. Bloody. Uh, you've got Tampa. Uh, I don't know still, what's going on with them. You know what's going on with them? Who are I exactly? With Todd Bowles, we'll see. You've got Atlanta. Okay, if you're physical, you'll win that game. That's fine. <laughs> I'm not too worried about Atlanta. And then you've got San Francisco to close out the year. Yeah, it, it really is. You know, once again, you've heard me say this, Basinonians, over and over and over again. There can be no extraordinary without the ordinary. There can be no abnormal without the normal. You have to have it. 
and that's what I think the Arizona Cardinals need more than anything else is just to line up and and not really worry about trying to trick anybody as to who has the ball or where the ball is going. As a matter of fact, the best teams in the National Football League, when the game is on the line, they're going to line up and just be better than you. That's what you have to do, and it's the reason why coaching still matters. It's the reason why a locker room still matters. It's the reason why you can look at another man and demand that he do his job. Demand it. That's what you, that is the essence of the game of football and always has been. You make a demand that a guy is going to go out and do his job. Even though the other guy across from him might be better. It doesn't matter. You demand do your job. Isn't that right, Bill Belichick? That's what you do. It's about the execution. Even though they know what play is coming. You know what play is coming. They know what play. Everybody knows what play is coming. Doesn't matter. Stop it. Oh, you can't. Because we're playing better than you. We have guys that are better than you. You can't stop it. Too bad for you. Okay, so the fact that Justin Pugh just said that, because you know this is being talked about in the room, and you know it's been talked about, and you know it was brought up at the end of last season. What exactly is going on at the end of these seasons, specifically last year? You were arguably the best team in football for seven weeks for sure, then for 12 weeks, and then you were one of the worst teams in football, just like that. So you know they're talking about it. So the fact that Justin Pugh talks about being more physical, Mm -hmm. and everything he just said right there is an offensive identity, and then he says flat out, he references the, the last part of the season. Can we assume then that internally they're saying this is what has yes, to change? Yes, you know, I, I am. I'm assuming that. There's no doubt about it. Because logically it, it makes sense. They understand it right there. The power running game, especially late in the season. That's what he said. The power running game. We need to develop that, especially late in the season. Is the power running game, based on is that a trick you play right there? <laughs> We're going to trick you. No, it isn't. It, it's it's a scheme that has been around since the very beginning, the power running game. It's been around since the very beginning. So why would he reference that? Well, and those those because trick it's you the plays, baseline. those trick you plays you're talking about have have been predictable late in the season. Unfortunately for the Cardinals, when they try to get really fancy, other teams know what's coming. Also, uh, doesn't Larry Fitzgerald play pickleball? You know what? I think he does. And and there's nothing wrong with pickleball. I have a pickleball paddle. (laughs) If you just have the ball, you can't do anything. We've got it in the backyard, but still, um, it's not football. Sorry, it isn't. Text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. When we come back, it is a triple match day all day. As our Give-A-Thon week continues, the need is great. Become a champion of hope next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. The Give-A-Thon for Phoenix Children's is presented by your Valley Hyundai dealers and the Auction Indian community. 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station and the Arizona Sports App. Give-a-thon on the Wolf and Luke Show. It is the Give-a-thon for Phoenix Children's, presented by your Valley Hyundai dealers and the Auction Indian community. Of course, this is your final chance to become a champion of hope. We are in a triple match Friday, Wolf. Every donation made today is going to be triple matched. So if you were on the fence earlier this week, 
Don't be on the fence anymore. This is uh, this is the day to give. No doubt, Luke. Oh my goodness! Right now, if you become a champion of hope at twenty dollars a month, that turns into sixty dollars a month. A triple match Friday going on right now. Now is the time. If you've been waiting out, now is the time to rally around these kids at six zero two nine three three four five six seven. Maloney had the numbers earlier. This is today at PCH three hundred fifty two total inpatients fifty. Two kids in the emergency department today. Uh, 27 babies in the NICU. 47 kids in cardiovascular ICU. Those, I mean, that is right now. That is a- another illustration of why kids can't wait and why they need your help as urgently as possible. And especially today, it's not that the donations on on a day that isn't a triple match don't go as don't you know those obviously help. They got us to the point we're at with that impressive tote yesterday when we walked out of here. But uh, but this is the last day we're doing this this week, uh, and um, the triple match really sets you up to make a huge impact. Yeah, just really want to thank the Valley Hyundai dealers as well for being our triple match sponsor. It's awesome. Let's uh, let's get another check presentation. This one from Rosati's Pizza. On behalf of Rosati's Pizza, thank you to Phoenix Children's Hospital for providing the best health care to the children and their families of our community and to all of our customers who helped support this effort that we have. Because of them, the future comes to these children in their moment of need. Thank you. So Rosati's stepping Rosati's? up, too. Yeah. I, do, I do like some Rosati's. Oh, Rosati's Pizza right there. I had some the other day, as a matter of fact. Oh, yeah, we had some in here, here the other yes, day. Yeah. indeed, man. Well done by Rosati's. All right, it is time for another story of hope presented by Madame Holmes. Armando's little daughter doesn't remember anything about the day she was run over by a car, but it's a day Armando will never forget. This is Amanda's story. I'm Armando. My name is Amanda and this is my story. Well, I won't back down. No, I won't back down. I was hit by a car. She had a fractured pelvis in four places, laceration on her liver, very serious brain injury. She had a tracheostomy. I don't even remember that day. I just saw black. Even though everybody was telling us she was not going to make it, she's here, breathing by her own, walking, talking. I had to get better. I had to try. Mandy, she's a warrior. Honestly, believe in miracles. That day when my daughter was hit by the car, a retired nurse was driving by. She stopped. She started performing CPR while the paramedics got there. I almost, I think I was going to break his back because I hugged him as hard as I could and I thank him. That works in mysterious ways. I struggled for my physical therapy. Seeing her in pain, crying, the therapist would ask her, you want to stop? And every single time she will answer, no. At that time, I will break my heart seeing her in pain. But also, she was giving me a lesson of being a fighter. 
The doctors are amazed with her progress. She's doing very good, getting stronger day by day. I want to be either an author, director, vet, like a musician. My dream for Mandy is recover 100% and to be independent. She needs to work hard. We'll be by her side. to Phoenix Children's Hospital, the doctors, nurses, therapists. I was so grateful for them. They treat us like a family. Imagine if your kid was in that position. It's very important to help PCH. You can make a difference. I saw it with my daughter. Donate, please. And that is one of my absolute favorites right there. Amanda's story. Are you kidding me? They said she wasn't going to make it. She made it. And she's thriving right now. She said, I had to get better. I had to try. Oh, my goodness. The therapist would say to her, do you want to stop? As she's crying because of the pain of her rehab. Do you want to stop? She said, no. Can we rally around Amanda right now at 602-933-4567? There are 52 kids that are in the ER room at Phoenix Children's right now. 52. Can we have 52 people that will say, I'll, I'll give you $20 a month. That's what I'll do. I'll become a champion of hope and give you $20 a month. And it's triple matched. Because of our Hyundai dealers, it's triple matched. That becomes $60 a month. 602-933-4567. 602-933-4567. And I got to say this. One of our listeners tweeted us as a reminder and said, remind folks, too, that some employers also match donations. So then that triple becomes wow, even more. that's great. <laughs> that's right, Mel. Oh, my goodness. Right there. I mean, to think of the strength of Amanda. Think of the strength of this little girl who is fighting to regain her life in the rehab. And she's crying. And once again, oh, my goodness, do you want to stop? No. I'll ask you, Basinonians, do you want to stop? No. You want to rally around Amanda as well. You want to do this? Pick up the phone and become a champion of hope. Today is the day to do it with a triple match, 602-933-4567. It's just 20 bucks a month. Yeah, it's it's simple math. You know, they send over the numbers of, of what, you know, every dollar does for kids that are in care. 650 basically gets them a meal voucher. So let's do the math here, Wolf. If you donate 20 bucks right now and it's going to be triple matched, well, then you've almost just got basically almost 10 meals for these kids because yes. it was triple match. Like, yes. it's, you gotta, if you can, if you can, now is certainly the time to do it, and that is why we are playing this music right now, because Valley Hyundai Dealers is doing the triple match, but they're doing it all day. This is the last day we're doing this, but they are doing it all day, so this is a chance to really, really contribute. You can text GIVE to 620-620, or you can call 602-933-4567. Again, that number is 602-933-4567. That's the Desert Financial Phone Bank. 
It's just amazing right now, honestly. This is this is the time to do it. If you're listening right now and you know I'm talking to you, if you're listening, $20 a month, man. That is all we need. $20 a month to become a champion of hope right now, and you will come around children like Amanda and support Amanda and her family. Phoenix Children's Hospital right in our backyard and you hear that right there oh my goodness that means somebody is going to get a teddy bear luke yep that sound means it's time for the train teddy bear express and again when you become a champion of hope twenty dollars a month a teddy bear is going to be delivered to a patient at pch in your name and you'll also receive your choice of a kid's pass at wildlife world zoo or a cobblestone car wash as well when we come back back to football just how good can this year's offensive line be for the arizona cardinals that's next It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Camp Takeoff 2022 is a go. Coverage presented by 72 Zones and Kona Brewing. The home of Arizona Cardinals football. 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Camp Takeoff 2022 with Wolf and Luke. All right, welcome back to the show as we switch back over to football. Wolf, I think um, I think a lot of uh, a lot of people when they look at the the Cardinals offense, if you have a question, it's probably more focused on the offensive line than it is at tight end depth, receiver depth, uh, running back depth. <laughs> Court, I mean, you're pretty well set at the other positions. And then yesterday, Wolf, they went out and got a fullback, and uh, Cliff Kingsbury was asked about that today. Okay. He was a fullback in San Francisco. Was that a little nod to Ron Wolfley, maybe? To- <laughs> I mean, we'll, we'll see. Um, I've never actually had a fullback since I've been a coach, but uh, he, he can do some different things um, in the past game and be kind of that H-back, F-back, if you will. <laughs> now you know you've made that it. right there? Hock it. Is it, see, this is Paul Calvisi, of course. We did the big red rage last night, based on our Is it Hokit or Hockett? Okay, because Paul believed it was Hokit. Okay, but I wasn't ready to believe Bali. You know, there was no way I was going to believe Bali, even though he's got the most perfect hair in the world and it never moves, even if, if he's in a windstorm. Um, uh, the Hockett <laughs> is what I would do. <laughs> I love the it's so throaty. Hock it. That's what I would love. Um, the way that it is spelled, Paul thinks it's hoke it. Hock it does kind of sound okay, better for a fullback. It sounds yeah. a, yes, it does. I like it. So, you know, it was really interesting because he's 6'1", 226 pounds. Ask yourself this right now, Basin audience. Does that sound like a tight end to you? Does that sound like a tight end to you? Not, at 6'1", yeah, 226 that's, pounds. That's a little small. That really doesn't. Uh, of course, they have Steven Anderson on the roster already, and he's only 230 pounds, and he's playing tight end. And he plays the Y, as a matter of fact, the stud tight end, quite a bit. But he's got a little bit more size to him. He's about 6'3", a little over 6'3", I would say, as a matter of fact. This guy right here, Hockett, 6'1", 226 pounds. Um... Okay, I was at the heaviest I ever played a game in the National Football League. I was 228 pounds. For the most part, I was 222. 
the vast majority of my career, 222 pounds. Yes, the last year I was in the league, I was 228 pounds. Okay, that didn't help me very much at that point in time. But my point is you can play the fullback position at 226. There's no doubt. But the tight end position at 226, um, okay, maybe a move tight end, no doubt. I don't know what they're doing if they're going to bring in a guy at tight end. They've got more tight ends than like roster spots. <laughs> they have so many tight ends on this team if that's how they're planning to use them. I just like the fact that uh, when they ask the question, hey, okay, you brought a fullback in, obviously Wolf's name is going to come up in the question, and Cliff was able to uh, effectively dodge that. Yes, of course, and uh, he dodged it very, very well. He, uh, he speaks median. All right, I want to get to this guy that you've been raving about, Marquise Hayes. Okay. Now, you brought him up a little bit earlier. Justin Pugh, you said, had some... I think they were good things to say about Marquise Hayes, even though they didn't sound like it. I will say this, Wolf. You need to hit on guys like this that you got late in the draft. You don't have to hit on every sixth and seventh round pick. But if you really want to get over the hump, you got to hit on some of these players where it's like, oh, yeah, we took this guy. He was undrafted or he was right at the end of round six or we got him around seven. It was it was, you know, almost viewed as as kind of a, just a dart throw at the end of the draft. If you can get some of those guys to pop, that really makes a difference oh, for you. My goodness. There's nothing like finding gold at the back end of your draft. Nothing like finding gold. Now, again, Marquise Hayes has got a long way to go before I'm going to call him gold. But he is sparkling right now. He is shining right now. Feels a little heavy in your hand as well. I don't think this is fool's gold, but it could be. It could be. So right now, what's so fascinating about this, and the reason why I do believe there's weight to this story is because of his teammates and some of the things that DJ Humphreys is saying about Marquise Hayes, some of the things that Justin Pugh is saying about Marquise Hayes. Do we have some of that sound on on Marquise Hayes? Oh, I've got Cliff from these guys. Let's start with Cliff talking about Hayes yesterday. He's got that size, and um, I think he can continue to improve uh, the footwork, different things. The more comfortable he gets in our system, I think he'll he'll move quicker and process quicker. But when he knows where to go, I mean, he's moving. Uh, bodies and, and he's coming with uh, with a purpose. Now right, here's DJ Humphreys as well. Most we love him. All of, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I love him because, like I said, like it's certain stuff that you just can't coach. You know what I mean? Like we can get your feet right, we can get your technique right. We can't make you want to punch somebody in the face. If you don't want to do it, it's just like you're never really gonna want to do it. But at nature, that's what he's thinking about. Like <laughs> I might miss him, but I'm finna try to punch him right in the face. You know what I mean? It's like I love that. Like it's great. Like you a pup, and like that's your mindset. Oh, we're gonna be fine. Mo. That was great right there. Are you kidding me? We can't, we, you know what? We can get your feet right. We can get you the technique. We can get that right. We can't make you want to punch somebody in the face. You know, I guess that's true. Boy, I, okay, this is so funny because 
uh, in training camp, when we were out there, the week we were, actually the two weeks we were out there, um, we went down and we'd have the opportunity to watch practice before we actually went on the air. And uh, all of a sudden, we're standing there on the sideline. And look, everybody, it's Justin Pugh. He's standing right over here next to us as the offensive linemen are going through a drill. He was not padded up. He was not. But he came over to me and he just said, boy, you know what? That Marquise Hayes, that Marquise Hayes, he's a butthole. That's what he said to me right there. Only he was a lot more profane. I'm not a profane man. I'm not a profane man whatsoever, ladies and gentlemen, but he called him a butthole. And I said, what do you mean? You're, You're talking about in between the lines? And he said, oh yeah, in between the lines. And the way he said it, Justin Pugh, you have to remember, the first three years that Justin Pugh was in the league, he was a brawler. This is a guy who fought his way, fought everybody, I'm told. His first three years in the league, just a brawler. And he was talking earlier about the fact he likes letting Will Hernandez take over now. No, he told <laughs> us that. Justin Pugh. Offensive tackle. Syracuse. At six foot five, three hundred seven pounds, Pugh has excellent mobility. One scouting report says his combination of speed and athleticism gets him into the second level as fast as any O lineman in this class. Pugh did not take part in the combine, but bench pressed two hundred twenty five pounds twenty three times during Syracuse's pro day. Pugh and the Syracuse offensive line allowed just fourteen sacks last season. Probably a big reason his starting quarterback Ryan Nassib had so much success. Vince Murata coming through with the uh, the draft profile right there. Yeah, how about that? Um, once again, this is what you need. You need a guy with um, some nastiness. There's nothing wrong with that, especially so, when you play on the offensive line. Hayes, Hayes was the 257th pick in the draft. Oh, think about that. There were five players in the entire draft drafted after him. Oh my goodness, can you imagine here you you got this guy out of Oklahoma. He's 6'5", 325 pounds, Luke. This is a guy who's got a little butt. And and that's I'm just saying and that is this is going to be a beautiful thing if in fact he continues to develop. Because this offensive line, in my opinion, needs to get more physical. And this guy is a guy that, who knows, down the road, in another year, maybe two, maybe he's contributing heavily. All right. All of these positions we talk about, we round up. Like, oh, how many quarterbacks are they going to keep? Uh, two or three? Uh, let's say three. Cliff said three. Uh, how many running backs are they going to keep? Can they keep four? Uh, maybe five. How many receivers? Uh, I don't know, maybe seven. At some point, you're not going to be able to keep every player. Otherwise, you're going to have a 70-man roster. So how many offensive linemen realistically can the Cardinals keep? I know you basically, would you say, you typically dress about seven? Yeah. But how many can you keep out of camp? Right. Sometimes it's eight on game day, but it's typically seven anymore. Um, You know what? I think they'll probably keep ten, maybe ten on the 53-man roster. Maybe not, depending on who that tenth guy is. I do believe that Marquise Hayes has got a roster spot right now, especially if he keeps playing the way that he did against the Bengals. He mauled a couple of dudes. Once again, uh, we all understand the Bengals, who the Bengals were playing, and they weren't playing their best. But Marquise Hayes, he stood out on film, man. He was balling. All right, we come back. The top stories of the day. Wolfing Down Your Lunch is next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.